Hello and welcome to another episode of Africa's Victors, where we unpack stories found within Africa's history. I'm Corridé and today we are travelling all the way to the Kingdom of Mali. Okay, let's go. Mansa Musa was the 10th Mansa, so that's equivalent to a sultan or a king of Mali. He reigned between 1312 and 1337 AD. He succeeded Abu Bakr II after Abu Bakr basically decided to abdicate the throne, essentially had this obsession with the Atlantic Ocean. It appears as though he really wasn't about that whole spherical life, that the earth must have had an edge. He wanted to find the edge of the ocean and just wasn't perhaps buying into what everybody else was saying. Because I think at the time, there was a notion that was coming about that the earth was round and dude was like, ah, I'm going to prove to y'all that I'm going to find the edge of the ocean. Well, unfortunately, he never made it back. And so Abu Bakr and the 2000 ships that went on this voyage with him basically disappeared. So Mansa Musa became the king of Mali. I think this is an example of where sticking to your guns or sticking to your conviction could go wrong. Over the last few episodes, we have seen examples of amazing men and women who have shown us that we have to stick up for what we believe in and do the needful. But here we're faced with the reality that that doesn't always go well or go according to plan. Abu Bakr was so sure he was right and he was going to prove it. He abdicated the throne. He said, I'm going to dash my kingdom and prove this point. I wonder what was going through his mind. I wonder whether he thought this would be his contribution to history, that he'd be known as the person who found the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know, but I think it's a great reminder that it's all a risk, really. He stuck to his convictions and it didn't work out. And that's the risk we take when we choose to with something that we don't know the outcome of essentially that's something to think about anyway back to the story Mansa Musa took over the kingdom and he was extremely powerful under his leadership the Mali kingdom grew by 24 cities people would refer to Musa as the lion of Mali So basically, he was just doing bits. At its height, the Mali Empire 
span 1.1 million kilometers squared. So Musa's rule came at a time when Europe was going through famine and civil war. So basically the struggle period for them. But the Mali empire was flourishing and due to its natural resources such as gold and salt. These natural resources made Mansa Musa rich. I'm not talking Queen of England rich. I mean, she aight, she's doing okay. But in the grand scheme of things, when we're talking about the richest people that ever lived, who comes to mind? Of course, today you would think of Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates. But when you think of in all of history... The first thing that comes to my mind would have been John D. Rockefeller. But turns out Mr. Rockefeller would have looked hella poor, like unbelievably poor, standing next to Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa is said to be the richest man that ever lived. Let's take a moment to understand that the richest man that ever lived was African. I'm a bit confused as to why this is the first time I'm hearing this. I, why is this information not being spread? I just don't understand how history seems to have really just glossed over that. Or maybe it's just me. Um, If you knew this already, please get in touch. I'd love to know. You can comment using our Instagram handle at the Vimoye Foundation. So Vimoye is V-E-M-O-Y-E. So the Vimoye Foundation. I'd honestly love to have a conversation about this because this is actually news to me. I then decided to see if I could find out where Rockefeller was on the rich list. And guys, he's not in the top five. He's not in the top five. John D. Rockefeller is the sixth richest man that ever lived with a net worth of 341 billion dollars. Meanwhile, Mansa Musa's wealth is incalculable. No, they used incalculable for those who are below Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa's wealth was described as indescribable. They can't even describe it. Talk less of calculate it. But we know that it would have been more than 4.6 trillion, which is said to be the net worth of Augustus Caesar, who is the second richest person, according to this list anyway, in the world or whoever lived. This is mad. It's like blowing my mind. And to further understand how rich... Mansa Musa was we know that his wealth was physical like you could see his wealth compared to many others who are said to be rich based on the value of what they own for example Jeff Bezos today is said to be the richest man in the world but he doesn't have that money in his account it's in theory if he sold what he owned, if he sold Amazon, then he would have that money. But then we'd have to find someone who would be willing to pay it. 
So it's in theory. So much of what we say is wealth is based on the value we put on the things that somebody owns. Whereas Mansa Musa had gold, literal gold. It was said that he owned almost half of the world's gold. (laughs) My mind is really trying to understand and create this picture. The world's gold, the, the whole world has gold. And one man owned almost half of it. I hope I have really painted this picture for you. He was so wealthy that he could flex on a level that nobody in this world could even try today. In 1324, Mansa Musa set out on a pilgrimage to Mecca because he was a devout Muslim. And Musa wasn't really a fan of travelling by himself. In fact, he took an entourage that spanned 4,000 miles. It was said to be as far as the eye could see. Though we don't know the exact number of people that were within this entourage, we do know that it would have been probably in the tens of thousands. And each person would have had a camel and or a horse and they would have been carrying hundreds of pounds of gold. The weight, hundreds of pounds of gold bars. It was an absolute spectacle. You couldn't miss it. And along the way, he was so incredibly generous that he collapsed economies because he was giving out so much money that it just messed up the equilibrium of all of the systems around and led to inflation. How can you give out so much money that you could cause inflation? That's Bank of England type powers. That's printing money type powers. I now have a new understanding of what it means to flex because all of these Instagram flexes that I've been seeing are just not doing anything. Now I realize that the king of flex was Mansa Musa. Along the way, he built mosques and just changed the scope and the look of everywhere he touched. The entire journey took about a year. And by the end of it, people were talking about Mansa Musa and the Kingdom of Mali. Word had spread into Europe and this flexpedition, that's what I'm calling it, this flexpedition basically put Mansa Musa on the map literally. The Kingdom of Mali was included in the 1375 Catalan Atlas as a result of this flexpedition. (laughs) There's a picture of Manta Musa with a golden scepter and a golden nugget. Amazing. When he wasn't amassing wealth, his other hobbies were improving the the area that he was in so he was particularly interested in building up Timbuktu and so he commissioned the building of the Jingua mosque he also built a major university and urbanized the areas by building schools and mosques in highly populated areas I think this is a testament to the fact that at some point with all of that money, there wasn't much more to do other than help people. 
and spread that wealth to benefit others. We're all familiar with the saying that money does not make us happy. And though I personally haven't fully tested out the theory, I still would like to test it out fully. But I, <laughs> I do accept that money doesn't buy happiness. However, I do think that we can accept that we've come to some form of realisation to whatever extent it is that goods and things don't bring us happiness. I was speaking to a friend at Christmas about the gifts that I received at Christmas and how as lovely as they are we all get to a point in life where another thing or another object doesn't bring any form of lasting happiness it's a nice feeling in the moment and you do appreciate it but that feeling that you got as a, as a kid of like excitement of getting something new it's not the same anymore as we grow up and as we grow older and I believe that to be the case even in Manta Musa's life where after amassing so much wealth in reality there there was only so much the wealth could do to make him happy or to make him feel fulfilled and so improving the lives of those around him would have been far more fulfilling than anything he could have done with the money in terms of using it on himself. He had done the long pilgrimage and displayed his wealth and after that I'm sure he was thinking okay what next what can I do that's lasting and impactful. I really hope that we all get to a point where we realise that there's more to life than flexing and displaying how great our lives are and how much money that we have and and how successful we've become because in the end it's simply not enough it won't fulfill us as much as making someone else's life better and Mansa Musa knew this because under his rule as the territory of the Mali kingdom increased so did the economic prosperity of its citizens and I think that's my takeaway from this story today that as I amass wealth and the things that I do flourish I want to make sure that those around me the communities that I'm responsible for improve as I improve we love saying that we're building our empires and that's all good but at the back of our minds or really at the front of our minds we need to realize that our measure of success shouldn't just be based on how much we make because in the end Mansa Musa wasn't known for that in the sense that we know others for their wealth but that wealth is now gone he will be remembered for 
the structures that he built and the institutions that he left because those are the things that impacted lives and changed lives and in the end that's the most important thing well that's the end of the story i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did if you want to comment or get in touch you can find us on instagram using the at the vimoyer foundation vimoyer is spelled v-e-m-o-y-e and you can also check out our website now <laughs> using www.thevimoyerfoundation.com. So, yep, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. That's it from me today. Have an amazing week. And remember, Mansa Musa used his wealth to create structures and institutions that outlasted him. I'll see you again soon. Bye.